Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. I didn't. Hold on. There we go. There we go. Now, now we can do this. I said, Jiminy Willikers, how is everybody today? And nobody answered me because <laughs> I screwed up. I'm good at that sometimes. Um, Natasha, how are you today? Natasha is a psychic medium and a life coach with uh, angelicclarifications.com. How the heck are you? I'm doing well for a Monday and uh, being in the day job before a new moon, which is always a little tweaky, you know, for kids. So I keep forgetting this is, I keep forgetting this is Monday. Gee whiz. That's I know. what happens when you're retired. You forget what day it is, what week it is, or anything else. And uh, Regan, Regan Forston from visittheafterlife.com is here. Uh, Regan, how are you? Yeah, I had a good week this week. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I finished my L.A. Uh, journey where I saw a bunch of uh, clients down there. And then I came back and next morning we had to go to uh, Reno for two and a half days to uh, a wedding uh, from this. Uh, it was a friend of uh, Patty's uh, daughter was getting married. So um, it was nice. I know weddings are just nice places to be, you know. They, uh, they really are. It's an extra year. Really, yeah, you see the bridesmaids and all the grooms and and everybody and everybody's putting their best foot forward you know to try to get people to start off on the right foot you know <laughs> before things go south <laughs> it's like that's, joke. that's that's a sad thing when you look at him and you go you know that's the best they're ever going to look yeah <laughs> oh and they, and they look just great and i think it was it was a young couple i'd never met them before but they looked real good together you know they had a good energy together so i have great hopes for them that oh, they'll be wow. one of the ones that you know, really learn to love each other, you know. And Diana is here, and Diana, ooh, I keep wanting to say Packway, but that's not right. No, it's pack like cack. <laughs> cake. Pack like cake. Like cake. Like <laughs> Very good. And she is San Francisco Bay Regressions.com. Diana, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. It's been a good week. <laughs> And Veronica checks in Veronica's with us. Hey. hey, Veronica! It's great to great to have you here, Veronica. And uh, and it's 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 great to have everybody here today. What now? We just got together and we haven't figured out what in the world we're going to talk about. So I'm going to leave it to Regan. Your turn. Figure it out. What are we talking about? Well, this could be a little far out, but it's seeming uh -oh. to be a, a subject that we're all going to have to deal with here in the next few years. And that's uh, I had my first client come to me that thought he was abducted by aliens this last week, you know, he, not last week when he was abducted, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, this was like, um, for him about 40 years ago when it started. Uh, and, um, you know, just where does this all fit into God, into spirituality and everything? Um, and, um, it's not as much of a, I would say restricted subject for humankind as it used to be. And I think now because so much has come out in the public about 
the government's involvement in that. Pretty much if you look at all the research or all the things that have been published now and the people who were in the government that have come out and said, yeah, there are, um, you have to at least start wondering and thinking about how you're going to fit that into your mindset, you know, in the world, like just to find out that we're just one of many. And, um, you know, how do you how, how do you fit that into your religion or your belief in that? So there's going to be a little, you know, a little hesitant for people to want to believe all that. But, um, you know, from all the research and again, we're, you know, researchers here, we're we're just delving into that now and finding it to be, you know, something that's popping in more and more, you know, about people in when we take people, when uh, Diane and I take people to past lives, one of the questions we ask sometimes is, have you ever lived on another planet? Have you ever lived in another dimension? And I would say the majority of them just without hesitation say, yeah, you know, and then they'll, they'll describe, well, I'll say, well, can you take me there and describe a little bit what it's about? So, uh, you know, we're just researchers. We just want to find out where this was going, but I think each of us, even personally, we've probably thought about that, you know, like what's going on. Um, but what I found out when he came to me was um, he had been to a regression therapist about 20 years ago. And when he and he did see himself uh, uh, on a spaceship having some thing uh, experiments done on him or some medical work done or whatever. But what made it real and believing to me when he told me the story, it because he was with his brother and sister in a car and they were driving someplace in the Los Angeles County area. And um, my client looked out the window and saw what looked to be UFO and he made his brother pull over. And his brother from his angle on the other side of the car couldn't see it too good. And, it, and his sister who was in the back seat didn't see it at all. But all of a sudden they're in their car and an hour and a half had passed and they were just going to the store. So they, they, they could never figure that out. So. Um, when he tries to bring it up to his brother and sister, they just go, I don't want to talk about it. You know, and his brother became a drug addict shortly after that. He had never been on drugs before. So something, something was going on there. And then there was some more to the story. But anyway, when I found out about his life, um, there was, you know, uh, multiple things he's working on. Um, but what we ended up work, you know, because he'd already had that done. And then I could see some other issues that he had that I knew I could help him with. We ended up, you know, it was like a four-hour session, but ended up being regular therapy where I did EFT with him. He, he was actually a contender for the uh, middleweight champion of the world. Uh, and just before he was to fight the, the biggest guy, he got shot in the back. And uh, someone mistook him. Someone mistook him for his brother. And uh, he was shot in the back, and it changed everything. He was not able to fight after that. So, you know, poor guy. What a wonderful human being, though. He's really sweet, really nice, you know. But, you know, he's... He's even got the stance still when he's talking about his, his, you know, boxing career and that, you know. So uh, anyway, with EFT, which for everybody watching this, if you have any issues with post-traumatic stress or any really bad um, uh, instances in your life that's still hanging on where you get really emotional about it when you think about it, EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, is the, the best thing we have right now. I would say closest thing to... Uh, panacea that works on almost anything. And um, he was at a, at a solid eight from an eight to 10, even though it's been 40 years since he got shot in the back, but he still had a lot of resentment for things. You know, uh, the person that shot him, that ruined his career, uh, you know, so that, that was really hard, but we got him down to a zero. He got down from an eight to a zero in the session. He said he couldn't believe how good he felt. So um, 
you know, that's just something. One of the things God has given us is this technique of tapping. If you guys have, uh, you know, learned it's all over the Internet and it could be learned in about 20 minutes and you can do even some of your own therapy. So um, it's good to get, you know, some of this life's things in control and get rid of them sometimes before you even see the other side, just to make it a little more exciting on the other side. Although, don't you find it too, Diana, that sometimes, but just by going to the other side, they can have the same thing happen where they'll have an experience and they'll realize why something happened or whatever, and they'll get the same relief, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, you, you just never know. I, I have a number of clients who um, don't connect in this lifetime to this body. And they say, was I, was I living on another planet? You know, why am I not connected? Why don't I physically, why don't I connect to this body being human? Maybe I was something else. And a lot of times it's because they have reasons for not connecting as opposed to being from another place. Um, but it's about connection. How do you connect? And, yeah. and there are reasons why people disconnect. There are yeah. reasons why, uh, whether it's trauma or it is something else that there are disconnects. Um, and, uh, and then there are reasons why they don't connect other people. So I literally, just before we came into the session, finished up with a young woman who is trying to discover relationships with her partner. And in the past life that she was in, she had um, a disease like MS. So it's a progressive disease. And she found herself um, getting more and more shut down. And, and more and more uh, disabled as the session went on. And literally, physically, you could see her body shifting into positions that she was more and more disabled <coughs> to the point that she could hardly talk. And it turns out that the partner that she has in this <coughs> lifetime, that she's trying to figure out the relationships, she had as her partner and helpmate in that lifetime. And so part of their connection is how do they relate to each other and how do they communicate? Because in that lifetime, she had no ability to talk after a while. And, and so how we perceive it, whether it is that you were abducted by aliens or that you lived on another planet or that you came from another place and don't connect or that you have communication issues, it's not always a just about something that happens in this lifetime. It could come in, from another lifetime in another place that it started. And, it, yeah. and so going between lives or doing the work to understand on a soul level can help you see things from another perspective instead of just looking at it in one lifetime perspective or from where I'm sitting right now, I'm, widening my view and seeing that it may be from something else. So whether it's from a past life or looking at it from a soul perspective um, or looking at it through a different dynamic of being on another planet, we're able to get a different glimpse of ourselves that gives us more information that can broaden our perspective. It's really about broadening your perspective so you're less judging but have more openness about how you view what, what it is that you're perceiving. I want to ask Natasha, but before I go there, have you guys noticed a couple things that in the news on a regular basis, they are talking more and more about UFOs and sightings of UFOs. Oh yeah. 
and they're yeah. talking about it a great deal. And there, did you also know that there is a government report that is due out in June that is going to talk about what the government actually knows? I think that what they're doing is preparing us for the fact that they're going to have to admit that they're there, they've been there. By the way, 95% of the ocean is unexplored. And so there can be some folks that uh, that live there because they can they can go really fast in the air and stuff. So why not, Natasha? What is your opinion? <laughs> well, uh, my opinion. <laughs> now that I just opened that up for you. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. Well, last year, I got the insight that what would happen if my family from the star planets came and landed in my front yard. What would I do? Well, I knew there was a human part of me that would, would want to out the one would want to run out the back door, but there's another part of me would would say, "Family, thank you," and that's the thing that I have an understanding. I have an understanding, and my words aren't always going to be exactly what my belief system is because words can only give you a, a perspective here that everything you know is greater than, and. From my understanding that when we have a lifetimes of being in one place, you know, like for me, I can give myself an example. So like for me, that I spent a lot of lifetimes in the stars, you know, on other planets. I spent a lot of lifetimes in the fairy kingdom. I spent a lot of lifetimes, you know, as an angel. So in my soul being, I have those scenarios that I am so I can connect to the fairies because that's part of me you know I talk I connect with the star people because that's part of me you know I connect with the angels because that's part of me and I can see that in other beings I can see that in other people and so with that the that when we are connected with that so a lot of these abductions was actually them taking us back home some of them were actually, though, and this is what uh, happened was, is there was a, a group of star beings. There's going to be different names for everybody, so I'm not going to stick with names because I'm not, you know, that's one thing about my dyslexia. I don't connect with names. I connect with the being. And so there was these beings that did wrong. And especially during those 50s, 60s, and 70s, they really did a lot of um, work on us as humans. And they're not allowed to. It was against the code of ethics for for morale and, and all that. There's a code. There's always, I understand that there's the laws of, of man. And then there's the laws of the universe. And they went against the laws of the universe. And so they did a lot of um, looking into's and, and what would happen if we impregnate this person. And what would happen. If, so there's a lot of us also that are connected to the star beings more than they are connected to the human. And I can see that when I'm, even in school, when I'm walking along the hallway, I can go, yep, he is kind of detached from this planet, this planet, because he's been over there for so many lifetimes. And so with that, that, that we have these moments where our soul connects differently with everybody. But we, I mean, they've been working on this. They're everywhere. You know, it's like Alaska, South, um, South America, North America, you know, or the Arctics, um, Antarctica. And, you know, like um, I watched the Skywalker Ranch with my husband 
Oh yeah, I've been watching that. That is a major hub. There's you can tell where these major hubs under New York City. There's another major hub. You know, so it's like you can kind of tell where there's hubs are, you know, just because of what's going on. And and there's just these moments where it's like we're very naive because we just don't want to open up to it. But it's like it's coming and it's coming sooner than we want to admit for a lot of us. But a lot of them, you know, like everybody, you know, there's going to be the good beings and the not so good beings. You know, it's like so it's up to us to kind of go with what are our what is our truth? You know, if I have a star being that that lands in my front yard, I'm going to tune in first. Is this foe or friend? You know, <laughs> and, and I'm going to do whatever I can do to navigate it. But like I tell the kids on the planet, you know, we don't have to be friends, but I can be friendly. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And Veronica chips chimes in with my mom said that from the age of two, I would always point up at the moon and would say moon all the time. I believe that I've lived there in another lifetime. Mm -hmm. Who wants to tackle that one? Yeah. No. And that's, that's the thing is, is that, you know, all our planets are hubs all around us. And so, yes, I would not even disconnect with that, Veronica, that, you know, you're definitely from many different planets. That's just one of the hopping spots that you've been on. But it also shows that we have connection before this lifetime, that we have memory and understanding mm -hmm. so, that, so that it's possible to connect without even knowing what the words mean, that a child is going to connect because our our ego in this lifetime, the child has not yet connected with the full dimensions of their humanness in this lifetime. And so it's not overridden uh, what we know from a past lifetime. And uh, Susan, by the way, says, I've connected to some from my Arcurian family. I hope I said that right. And don't get, you know, like zapped. Um, during hypnosis sessions, experience reconnection with part of myself who was Arcurian. Vegan, mm -hmm. what do you think of that? Well, I think I read a book one time, and they uh, in the book, the author was talking about the Arcturians. Is, I don't know if this is right. Maybe uh, was it Susan that just chimed in? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, because in that book, there was um, like a starship that was supposed to be protecting the Earth. At, uh, that this, uh, and it was uh, someone channeled the, the guy that, um, uh, oh, hi, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, uh, that was, you know, they were just protecting the Earth from any of the not so nice aliens, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, he had spent, I don't know, it was like a million years or something being the head of this star, you know, because they lived so much longer or something. But it was uh, uh, from another another planet. But I, as as we open up to this, I think the first thing people need to realize, or when we finally go, yeah, we are just one of many, then it's going to be all the research into figuring it out. And it it's going to be just like we were trying to figure out this Earth that we still haven't figured everything about Earth. You know, there's just question after question question comes up about just who we are on Earth and and what's in the oceans and what, you know, Bigfoot and, you know, everything else. So now it's just going to open up a whole new uh, thing of research. And people like us will help probably be doing some of that research and many others, you know, when we when we kind of communicate with the other side, just letting people know, you know, in the research, we find out more information, you know. So it's just I think God is just much bigger than we human beings can even imagine. 
it's unfathomable to us, I think, the, the, the scope of God, of, of creation and everything. And uh, I think we're on this, it's kind of exciting in a way because we're able to end, you know, to enter this new chapter of, of having more uh, awareness of, of who we are as soul. Well, I have, an, I have a lifetime where I have an image of myself sitting on a spaceship edge, you know, because it's silver underneath me, and it was spaceship edge, and I'm watching Earth being made. And it's, you know, it's kind of like a rector set, you know, in a way where there's um, metal beams in it, there's earth, you know, there's the soil, there's the earth, but yet there's a lot of metal, and 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 it's it's not the metal of our of us now. It's it's really like the the titanium and the and different kinds of metals. It's the starship metals and that kind of stuff. But it's really you know, and then they put in where they can fly in and out into these places. But it's kind of and then they put a cloak over it. And I was watching this happen, and as this was happening, you know, that that part of the volcanoes is part of just the steam, you know, their exit of of um, their oxygen, and 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 how they can, you know, it's kind of like our smokestacks, you know, it's part of that networking. And and as I'm saying this, it's just coming to me, you know, it's just one of those things that as we go, we don't think that Earth can be a spaceship by itself, but in a way, from what I witnessed, it is. And, you know, we kind of do that. So if that shows you how old I am or in a soul lifetimes, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of have these images of what's happening and, and it's just amazing. But I can tell you that this planet, planet is not all rocks and soil and lava. It's much more. So Diana, do you think that, uh, that when it comes to n common knowledge and when they actually do, do show up, is it going to scare the hell out of us, or are we going to accept it as a uh, fact of life? I, th I think depending upon how open people are and how connected they are to consciousness and to all that is, the more connected you are, the less it's going to scare you because you know there's more than you could possibly imagine. It's our belief structures that get in the way of us being open. And yeah. I think that's those belief structures. It's kind of what we work with when we go into hypnosis and we open things up because we can open up what people believe and the things that we've kept ourselves safe with or perceived safe with, you know, the things that have made our, our environment smaller so we can feel safe. Um, but I think people are going to get blown away if we have people coming in and saying, or have beings coming in that we don't recognize and we may feel threatened. And it's being threatened that is what scares people. Yeah. You know, if you feel your life is being threatened because it's something different, then you may panic. Well, and even the people who channel these beings, you know, the messages from these beings. I mean, it, it's like you can channel them, you know them, you can feel them. But if they're right here, it's like, holy crumb. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like you just kind of got to, you know, no matter what you believe in, you know, it, it's still when reality hits, reality is is in the physical 3D world. You know, it's like it's I can touch you. I can feel you. Are you really there? You know, even though we've been with them, you know, knowing things, it's it's just a different reality when you have someone right in front of you, no matter what you believe in. Yeah. You know, it, reality is is still interesting to deal with when when you know it's going to happen. Yeah. 
Well, we're, what all, do you think? we're all uh, going to have to kind of get used to it because like I say, it's, it's coming out more in the press, more people are coming forward and um, it's not so secretive anymore for people who are watching. Um, you got a pen handy. I think a good way to kind of build a bridge between your, your, the belief system you have and, and looks like what's really happening now and real um, is if, if you go to YouTube and you just type in the disclosure project uh, and you'll see um, before the United Press Club in Washington, D.C., they've had over 400 people with um, uh, government credentials. They'll show their credentials. They're mostly people like my age, people retired. But they've had over 400 now that have gone before the camera and stated what they know about the aliens, you know. Now, uh, as you're watching it, so each one has a little piece. So if you watch, there's hours and hours. They, every year they had more people, so you could watch these for hours on there. But then you start getting, um, you start feeling silly if you don't believe that at least the possibility is there that this is real. You know, you just can't go away after hearing all this and go, oh, it's, ne it's not even possible. There's just too much and too many people now uh, that's going. And uh uh, yeah, even the the videos that have been you know shown now by the Navy, it's it's almost as if the government or somebody saying we can't let people know all at once. You know, we have to like just piece it out a little bit because then it's easier and easier and easier for people to accept this. You know, like whether you're watching ET or the movie Alien, you get both sides of the thing. Like either they're totally destructive and horrible, or they're like ET, they're real cute little creatures that are here to do nothing but good for us. You know, and both are truthful. Yeah, because uh, it's reality. There's going to be positive and there's going to be something that's not so positive. You know, yeah. it's just what it is. It's reality. You know, not everybody on this planet is nice, you know. And so what do you expect on the other planets? Is everybody going to be nice? Well, you know, that's where we got to work with it. And we do have protectors, though. We do have beings that are our protectors who have greater knowledge than us. And, and they've shown that in the past. You know, there's a yeah. lot of of, uh, um, you know, back on the, oh God, I had a migraine this weekend, so my words are totally discombobulated. You know, back in, you know, when we were having all the temples and everything, that, you know, we've had, uh, they had a lot of star people, you know, interacting with them. In Egypt, there's a lot of star people that were interacting with them. So it's just one of those things that they've kind of set back for a little while so that we can kind of get our own knowing. It's kind of that, you know, well, we wonder what they're going to do if they can control what they can do. <laughs> By the way, Natasha, you're really cute when you're discombobulated. Um, <laughs> Susan, Susan, say, Susan says, the Navy has already admitted the, to the existence of UFOs, but we can't put a true first contact. We can't have true first contact until the consciousness of the planet is higher. So it is not completely traumatic. I kind of, I buy into that because it's, it's, that's, that's a, a tough deal. And, and I'll, but I'll tell you, if you can get here from another planet that is 65, a hundred, 120 light years away. Um, and you can get here and still be alive. You either live in a really long time or, there's there's stuff that we just don't understand and it's we we're gonna we're gonna face it and but my i guess my point is if they were bent on our destruction they would already have done yeah that. yeah that's what that's what and, i'm that seems common sense and they have actually altered 
some of our past so that we can survive. There's been times where things have happened that um, that it was like it could have been bigger. It could have been a big boom and the planet would have been destroyed because we kind of were so selfish about what we were wanting to do. But yet somebody came in and did something because I know that there's some star beings. And I, like I said, I'm not going to attach to names right now. I'm just going to say the, the star beings that there's been times where they come in and strategically place themselves in government and in other things because they've cloaked themselves so that they can be these beings that can alter in and do things. And then there's been times where, you know, like there's one show I watched. My husband's really into watching these like, can you believe type of shows? And so, you know, there was a time where, you know, there was something that was shooting across the sky and then it disappeared. You know, it's like because there was something that took it, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I stopped commenting on those because it's like <laughs> my husband's like, would you just let me watch the show? <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask both of uh, our hypnotherapists here, both Diana and Regan, if uh, you have in in your working with people have discovered them people that have been aliens or living in a different planet and were far, far more advanced than we are. Yes, absolutely. So um, I had a client who felt very disconnected and who felt that her belief systems didn't match the people around her and um, who is a natural healer and what she found was that in her, when she went and met her soul group, the souls, one of the soul beings that she met was a cat-like figure that was not cat-like, that was not a cat and it wasn't human. And when she connected with that being and went to the planet, she found that the planet was alive and that all of the people, all of the beings that lived on that yeah, planet connected to the planet itself. And, and that she found that there, there was an innate healing that when someone was hurting the planet and other beings would, would help that individual to heal. And so there was an interconnectedness of that planet. And when, after she had lived many lifetimes on that planet coming to this planet she felt out of contact with people because people didn't heal each other in that way and and so her the people that she connected with were ones who had this sense of being there for each other in a very integrated way and and that they connected in healing ways and in loving ways that were were not in that even though people were are individuals and individualized as themselves they still connected on this very um interconnected way i don't know how to describe it but but when she interacted with someone who understood that way of of healing connection those are the people who have been become her true friends and the people who don't connect in that way she has more difficult time connecting to. And so part of her, her understanding, what grew was that she understands this about herself. 
so that she understands that not all people connect in the same way to each other and that, that the kinds of connections we have can come out of our, our past, either here or on other planets. And it's so how we connect. So, so Regan, since you brought this subject up, yeah. um, I just got to ask you, what do you say to people who say them's people's nuts? Them people what? Them's people is nuts. No. Well, even UFOs and all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to admit, I am a little nuts, you know, but I don't think I'm that nuts. I don't know. I've been, you know, self-conscious about even talking about this subject, just like everybody. And that's why so many people have covered up for so long and they don't report, you know, that they've had experiences because they think people will think they're crazy. But it's becoming less and less and less now. More people are coming forward and realize it's safe, too. So I don't I don't uh, really care anymore. I'm uh I'm just doing research too, you know, like um, the last week or two, I've been reading uh, Richard Martini's books. He has a book out. There's another one you guys should listen to this, write this down. It's a book called Hacking the Afterlife. And Richard Martini is in Hollywood. He's um, done, you know, produced some movies. He did a documentary, which is really good to watch called The Flip Side. And uh, he has, a, has had a deep connection with the Michael Newton Institute, which is where Diane and I uh, are, facilitators with and he has videotaped many many of the sessions and he became a believer and then had he's had six sessions himself by newton institute uh, people and he, he explores the afterlife more every time um but he's the one that's really doing a lot of research and showing the validity of not just uh, the newton institute research but of mediums you know he has a lot of mediums that he has tested time and again like he'll have three mediums he knew, um, I'm thinking of the actor, I want to say, oh my gosh, he was an actor I really liked, uh, and he passed away early. Um, I want to say post, post him, uh, um, oh shoot. Uh, anyway, he's a well-known Hollywood actor, and uh, he was personal friends with him. So he had three mediums, and he didn't even tell him who he was trying to contact. Uh, but anyway, he had to, when they contacted this actor that passed away, he asked three questions that only he and the person that passed on, this actor, would know. And all three of them, the of the person on the other side, whoever it was, gave him the correct answers, like where they met in some bar, you know, years and years ago and become friends. So uh, he's done this all the time where he's testing mediums, you know, doing trick questions and things. And he's come to the conclusion that, yeah, there are a lot of really, really uh good mediums out there that are really connected to the other side and also that the work we're doing at the newton institute correlates to what the mediums see on the other side and what they're getting like we're all we're all getting information from the same place and and with him testing and doing all the things that seems to be uh you know correct uh so um yeah he's saying like we're discovering anybody that's ever lived is on the other side and whether they've reincarnated again or not there's that part of the of people that are always in heaven. So I know he's he's been having uh, mediums and uh, different mediums. They've been having uh, contact with uh, Tesla and Edison and all these inventors. You know, getting ideas for future um, uh, things. But he has a he has if you just if you look up uh, Richard Martini, he's got lots of books and he's done a lot of research that confirms just what we're doing here and what we're. We're talking about so you could go on the internet and just type in richard martini and you'll see his sites that come up or his book hacking the afterlife and he also has a book called the flip side which they made the movie from which uh is about the michael newton uh phenomena that that diana and i are involved with Diane, or, uh, uh, natasha do you know anybody that's a medium <laughs> 
I know several of them, actually, <laughs> including me. <laughs> do you know anybody closely and personally that's a medium? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I, actually, I have, to, I have to tell everybody that's listening, just real quick. My brother passed away in October, and there was a period of time when he was not able to be connected. And I asked, uh, and you can go to last week's episode, and I asked uh, Natasha about, about him and how he was doing and stuff. And she, without batting an eye, said he's laughing and saying that you were right. And I'm not even sure you know what you he was saying by saying that he was right. But I've been doing this for like 20 years, and I've been around lots and lots and lots of mediums. And uh, there is certainly something there. You guys have got a knowing and a, uh, a level of consciousness that that allows people from the other side to come talk to you. Well, thank you. And, you know, and that's the thing that I want people to know, too, that, you know, we've got a lot of young beings coming in and a lot of them are on the spectrum. And there's a big understanding in my not uh, not I mean, not everybody is this, but there's a big understanding. Dis 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 oh, there again, I'm discombobulated. Um, they don't know what they don't know really what's going on that a lot of these beings a lot of these souls that are coming in that are on the spectrum are coming from past lives coming from star planets that they only spoke through their mind they didn't speak so they and they the vibration of this planet they come in okay or more okay than not but then as soon as the vibration of the planet starts hitting them and the vibration of humans starts hitting them, they, they retract into what their soul is because there's not this communication. There's one time when there was this one um, friend's uh, grandchild and I sat across the table from him and I started talking to him through my mind. And he goes, you can hear me? And I said, yeah, he wasn't speaking verbally very much. But he says, you can hear me? And I went, yeah. And we just had a conversation back and forth for about five minutes. And then he retracted again because it was too, too much out of the realm of what he was dealing with daily. And so, you know, it was just one of those things. But it's been interesting. Me working in the school system, it's really interesting to see the aspect of who is really on the spectrum or who is really a star being or someone who came from a lifetime. Because even on this planet, we've had lifetimes where we only spoke um, through our minds, you know, or through our, our ESP or whatever you want to call that language, uh, you know, that we've been. So it, it's just kind of interesting. We've got a lot of youngers coming in that are in brightening us bringing in the light to know that we are bigger than what we are because a lot of those parents of these children needed to be woken up they needed to be woken up to what true love was this is for both regan and diana which is when we cross over obviously we no longer have a body how do we communicate go ahead diana <laughs> uh it's we communicate. This is part of, of the work that we do with people <laughs> when when 
when we are getting them to begin to open up because when they are beginning to communicate on the other side, when they are in that environment, they have to use their soul senses. And so it could be through feeling, it could be through knowing. We each have a sense of knowing. We each have a way of knowing. Um, one of the first things I found out when I started doing this work and having it done to me was I had to realize my personality because I thought my personality was just my Diana personality in this lifetime. There's a lot about me that is my soul personality. So my soul has ways of communicating. And I just, the more I work on that side, the more I'm realizing it's feeling, it's sense of knowing, it's a, there are ways of communicating that are, that when they pass through me now, they feel like they're verbal, but in fact, they're not verbal. It, it's that there is that, whether it's seeing or sensing or smelling or hearing, they simulate that, but, it, but there are ways of communicating as opposed to simply touching, you know, physically touching. Yeah, when I've had people uh, on the other side, and that's what Diana and I both do, is we help people achieve a deep state of relaxation. Some people call it trance, but it's that feeling just before you fall asleep. And if we keep you in that state so you don't fall asleep, everybody seems to have, I call it a God switch. And you're able to expand your awareness from this world to the other side. And while you're there, um, when, when people are communicating with people like, well, they'll ask uh, the guides over there. Or uh, I had another person last week that had a, uh, asked to speak to Jesus and did, which was very moving to that, uh, my client. And um, then when they come back and they all of a sudden they realize, well, wow, I didn't see any lips move over there. I would ask Jesus a question or these guides and I just hear in my mind the answer. You know, and then they go, oh, I didn't even think it because over there it's just normal and natural. So you don't give it a thought, you know, then you come back in your human body in a way and you go, well, that's weird. I know nobody, no lips moving, but I asked the questions. I got the answers and I heard it in, in my consciousness, you know, so um, that's how that's how I, I e that's how I get my own messages. Well, see, you that's know? what I was going to validate for you. Is yeah, Natasha, that's is what you're doing all the time, Natasha. Isn't it? Yeah. They're they're they don't have a voice to say anything to you. They're using symbols and terminology and things uh, by way of telepathy with you, right? Yeah. So I get knowings by hearing. Um, there's a movie that goes off in my head sometimes. There's feelings that I get. So I kind of I have all the clairs. I'm just gonna say clairaudient, audience clairsentient clair you know so i have all them and it just depends on which one that my team members are choosing to use at that time gives me the message yeah when i first when I, when, I, when I first um was talking to my council my wise ones my group um it's it it was interesting to me to have uh, the conversation, I said, well, why am I hearing you through you, my own voice? I mean, it sounds like me talking to me, that inner voice that talks. And they said, what makes you think it isn't us? You know, it's like, because it's my voice. I, I've heard this voice before. And they said, we just use that because it's easy because you listen to that. That's the voice you hear. It's mm -hmm. the known voice. Is it you? Is, is it you saying what you normally say to you? 
No, because it, you don't talk to you that way. You don't say the things that we're saying to you. So, but we're using it because it's a, it's an easy channel, you know. So you're, they, when I'm working with people who are trying to hear and know and trance, I say just just allow yourself to be open to receive knowing in the way that it normally comes to you, because we each have our own channels that we use. You know, it could be visual, it could be hearing, it could be touch, it could be smell, it could be, but I'll just allow yourself to receive. Because when I find that people are trying really hard to, to get answers, they're pushing as opposed to being open and receptive. And when you're pushing, it's like pushing on a door that, that you need to pull. If the more you push, the harder you can't get through that door. And so it's just allowing yourself to be receptive. And that's, that is when we connect to consciousness, we are simply expanding our state of being, which allows all of those senses to open, our soul senses to open um, and to be receptive. So we receive. So Natasha, just a real quick question for you. When I ask a question of somebody that I know well who's crossed over, I'll get an answer using terminology that they would use mm -hmm. that I don't I don't ever use. Mm -hmm. My my father does this, my brother does this, others. Uh is that am I talking to them or am I making that up? No, no, you are talking to them. And that's the thing is is that you that's why when I'm getting messages, I'll trust what I'm hearing, even if I have no attachment to it, because there's going to be that one small word. Um, like I was doing a session with someone and I used the word smitten and I don't use that word very often. And it's an older term. It was an, a woman who would totally get who that came from because of that one single word. And so with that, that, that there is now sometimes what I'm hearing is not necessarily my voice. It might be a deeper voice. It might be, you know, like when I channel the, the angels or I channel mother Mary, you know, my voice goes up or down, you know, Michael, it's a little deeper, you know, it just depends on where we're going. And so with that, that there's these moments where, you know, we do get messages from our loved ones. You know, they might, when we're driving down the road, they might say, stop. You know, and we go, what? Stop. Okay. And there was a car that went, Phew. you know, and that loved one could be grandma, grandpa, or it could be an angel. I'm just classifying as a loved one. You know, it's just uh -huh. one of those things that trust those words. Cause I know for me that whenever you hear a message from a loved one, angel, family member, whatever, that it's never going to be negative. It's always going to have some kind of loving message. It may say, don't do that, but it's not going to say, you stupid, <laughs> don't do that. You know, that, that's our own mind, but our messages will always be, you know, it's better if you don't do that or, yeah, go ahead and try that. It would be better for you. Or, you know, there's these, these moments where when we hear those better, kinder messages, that's where our family or supportive ones can be here for us. Yeah. You know, uh, Natasha, I had a, an interesting experience this week. And I, you know, part of my mind says I just saw what I saw in my mind because I needed that so that I didn't feel bad. 
I was out golfing and I was on the very last hole. It was getting dusk and all the bunnies and rabbits were coming out everywhere. There must have been hundreds of them on the golf course right at dusk. Um, every drive I hit that day, I was so happy. I was better than when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s. I just seemed to, I was just hitting it. So here we are. It's about dusk. All the bunnies are out. And I go up. I feel I'm going to hit another great drive. And uh, I hit the ball. And I've never, I don't ever remember ever seeing a ball flight like mine did. It went about a, it, when I, my driver, I know that's the, the one we hit the furthest. Mm-hmm. So I hit it really hard. And it, it, it looked like it was just like about a foot off the ground. It was like a straight bullet. And it just went phew, right into the dark. And then one of the persons there said, I think you hit a rabbit. You know, he says, oh, but I think he's okay. I think I saw him hop off. So as I get up to look for my ball, there's a dead rabbit you know, poor little thing. And he's just, just laying there flat as could be. And I realized I just killed this little thing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I even touched him. I, I prayed for a minute. I said, well, maybe he's just knocked out. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, I took gently with my club a little bit, tried to shake him, see if he'd come. And he was just laying mm-hmm. there. I think he was dead, but I didn't have, when I hit a deer before on the road, I went into shock, you know, and I cried for a while because of this poor thing that I hit and thinking I maybe just killed some poor creature, you know, with the bunny, I didn't have the same reaction. So the next day I'm just thinking, okay, is that because I don't think uh, bunnies are as important as deers or why didn't I have the same reaction? But in my mind, I saw this bunny just hopping around like he's happy, like he's just <laughs> happy as could be. And that gave me some peace. So, you know, part of myself said, well, I just made that up just now. Or maybe that was the bunny telling me, hey, I just needed to go. And that's why God had you hit that ball right when you did. You know, it was just, it was weird. It wasn't like the ball went in the air and landed and hit something. I mean, this was this was a foot off the ground, just like a straight bullet. Like I've never seen a ball go before. Well, and that's the thing is, is that I have an understanding. And I mean this with love. And I even include my parents passing in this. There's no mistakes. Yeah. You know, and many times that it's your synchronicity with something else. But I'm going to say, though, that did you feel when you hit that deer that a soul, a part of its soul was given to you? Well, I had never in my life killed anything before. You yeah. Know? And I was going like 60 miles an hour, nobody around on a freeway. You know, I was probably going 70, maybe 80. I don't know. But anyway, no one around. And it, I had one one and a half seconds, boom, and it hit. It took out the front fender of my car. I went back to try to see if I could find it because I, I didn't know what to do. Even if I found it, what was I going to do? Maybe call, you know, somebody, see if I could get some help or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so many times, an animal come into our lives. I hit something and maybe yeah. many times an animal will come into our life and we'll hit it. Like I hit an owl one time. <laughs> it was huge. Um, and it became my totem. It became a part of my my team members. It gave it gave me the ability to see in the dark, the knowings through the dark, through the shadow people, through the through the beings that were of darkness. It gave me that that vision. And so many times, animals come in. And if you maybe look back, what a deer, especially female deer, means is that to be gentle with yourself. Oh. And so be kind to yourself, be kind to those around you, walk gently, but trust your instincts, you know, because like how a deer will walk gently where it's going, but yet it trusts its instincts. And so look back in your life, maybe at that time, 
you were not very kind to yourself and you needed to slow down, be more aware of your surroundings, be aware of where you're going. Uh, maybe you were being a little bit more gruff about life and it was yeah. telling you to be more gentle. Just like a bunny, you know, it's about, um, it's about, you know, trusting your instincts again, because a bunny has to rely on its instincts because it's always being hunted, you know? And so what would a bunny represent? And also too, it likes to multiply. So look at what is going to be multiplying in your life. Yeah. You know, and then look at how you have your community around you. Bunnies have a great community around them. Even though they're individuals, they have a great community around them. And so see about how your individuality is going to go out into your community now. Yeah. So there's a lot of different meanings that animals come into our lives about. But especially when they die around us, not necessarily because of your golf ball, that was a little bit farther away, but take a look and see what that rabbit represents. You can Google what an animal is I'll, I'll that. and that and that helps you get the message. And usually when an animal dies around us, it's like an explanation point at the end of a sentence. Yeah. I do it's funny now that I think about it, I kind of see us Newton Institute uh, therapists as kind of like bunnies in a way, because we just have this lightness and and you know uh innocentness of just wanting to help people, you know. Mm -hmm. Of course, maybe I'm going to start hiding eggs all over the house or something. Now. <laughs> no, not that kind of bunny. <laughs> Regan, keep in mind that that is nature itself. And, and when that bunny died, it fed somebody else. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, because the coyotes are all over the place out there, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just a circle of life. Yeah, to taste like chicken. I'm glad you said that, Natasha. Thank you. Give me a, a good good way to look at that. Oh, I always look at what is this here to teach me. So if it's a bird that's flying by, or um, like I have a crow that um, landed down my road, and and I drove by it, say, and I heard it say, "I gave my life so that you can make I can be used as a team as your team." And so now I have a shield that has a crow on it, you know, because I honored the bird. Mm -hmm. I gave it, I gave it medicine. I gave, I honored it, and and gave it flight again. And mm -hmm. um, I have a shield with with its wings and its tail and that kind of thing. And so it's given its life. And so now, as I have crow to work with, and and eagle and hawk, and and so totems, animal totems are huge. They're, they're just huge because they do help us through our lives. So like when you have an opossum that comes up, it's like, oh, where do I need to play dead and not react? Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, it's one of you those know, things. That brings up another thing we could do a whole show on. And that's about, about every action that we do has, you know, has a reaction. And for instance, if I had been horsing around and try, doing something stupid and hit the ball to try to do something and hit the rabbit, it could have a whole totally different meaning than it just being an accident. You know, mm -hmm. like if people are in a car and they're, they're drinking and all of a sudden they crash and kill someone, it's a little different than, uh, than someone just driving down a dark road and someone jumps out in front and they hit and kill somebody by, you know, with no, mm -hmm. no, you know, they're not speeding, they're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. And you would think that the, the repercussions of that would be totally different in those cir circumstances, depending on if you ha were doing something that wasn't of a, of a, of a positive nature when it happened, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes accidents just happen and you realize, Hey, you were just there for a reason. Other times we kind of cause those things to happen by us be doing something in a negative way. Mm -hmm. You know, 
now diana when let's let's take that one a little farther uh, regan's example is that is that a planned deal i mean is that there are no accidents or there are no coincidences is you that person who got drunk and hit somebody was that an agreement that they made on the other side do you think um i i think that there are agreements of people that people will die or that they will leave in order to give a lesson. Um, and um, I mean, sometimes people leave early because to wake people up, it's always a possibility. Um, it's not an accident. I mean, it's an accident, but it's not an accident. We don't know the details, but um, it's, it's not something that we as humans have enough understanding of that we could say, oh, well, this is going to happen and this person is connected to this and this is connected to this. Um, would that would that need to be, uh, that contract need to be executed in that way? It's possible that we have an agreement that you and I coming into this lifetime have an agreement that we need to support each other in relation to a lesson. And how that lesson plays out could, it could play out in a number of different ways. It could play out in how you interact with me or something happens, but it, it isn't necessarily gonna be one way or another way. So, so the, um, how our, our free will gets in there and plays with it. You know, it's like, Maybe you're going to teach me a lesson. Maybe uh, the reason that um, Regan and I have a contract, that he was here to do something in my life to get me onto this show so that I would do something in somebody else's life. That our contracts are, are not necessarily fixed because each one of us has a choice. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but that we do have contracts to help each other to learn something and how those play out. It could be something like an accident where someone dies or the woman that I had as a client whose 18 year old son was found dead in his room, you know, and why did my son have to die? Well, he died early because there was a lesson in that and he had chosen to come in and that was the contract that he had, which didn't have to do with her as much as it had to do with his contract mm -hmm. in his lifetime. So it isn't that I necessarily, if I were the mother, that I caused my child to die. It's that my child's time was up and now I have to understand what that means in my life. You know what I love about this show? As we start talking about UFOs, and then we talk about <laughs> hitting bunnies with a golf ball, yeah, <laughs> and and which leads Bev to give us the insight that, uh, that Natasha gave us that that uh, you, she loves your insight about animals. It was a real yeah. eye opener for her. Yeah, but we can apply that to star beings. We can apply that to animals. We can apply that to the person who walks down the street and says hi to us. I mean, it, yeah. it, there's just. It's just because it has two legs doesn't mean it, that a no legger or a, or a, a flyer or you know it's whatever is going to be all in the same message. There there has been a couple times though where I've done a session with someone, a mediumship session, and it was a true accident. It just was 
the wrong time, the wrong place at the right moment. And it just was a pure accident. There was no rhyme or reason. Yes, there was a contract for that person to maybe go around that time, but there was a true accident. But at the same time, though, there's been angels who have been at certain places at certain times because of a certain circumstance that wasn't meant to happen. Some human caused that to happen and they stood in a moment so that the action, the reaction wouldn't be as impactful to the person who wasn't meant to be there. You know, so there's these there's these different scenarios. And if that was complicated, just let me know if I need to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I'm that not sure you can say that again. You know, that, that there's going to be these accident moments. There's going to be these times where humans cause a situation to happen when somebody's not read necessarily supposed to be there, but they are. But that's when we get these divine interventions. And it could be an angel, which, by the way, is part of the star system. <laughs> or it could be a star being, you know, it, or it could be an animal. You know, like maybe you were being distracted as you were down, driving down the street, you know, Regan, and all of a sudden the deer said, wake up. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. Wake up. And you just never know why things truly happen unless we go into the what is this here to teach me? So yeah. that means Google an animal. It mean what does it mean? It, it's about interacting with the the purpose of it. Yeah. You know, just because we see a star being doesn't mean that. Oh, wait a minute, I got to think bigger than just my front door. <laughs> so Natasha, I think you're bringing up something good. It's like no matter whether it's hitting a rabbit or getting in an argument with a coworker or something that happens we, we when we calm down we should say okay what's this all about what am i supposed mm -hmm. to learn from this mm -hmm. where did i fail or what do i need to see in myself you know why did this happen to me why why am i upset right now and so and then that way we're more apt to learn something from it rather than you know being a victim you know we're we're being proactive and figuring out why things happen to us in our life well and many times it is about learning the lesson mm -hmm. that i am not a failure that I am not a victim, that I need to create boundaries. I mean, sometimes we try to make these big things out of it, but sometimes it is just about that simple lesson of, you know, oh, crumb, I was supposed to keep my mouth shut, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> you know? before we... Discernment, yeah. you know? Before we, uh, Kevin, before we go off, I have to tell you, I've, I've been answering, since I've been uh, elected to the board now, I got this week, I got the... Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I'm on the board right now, so of uh, the Newton Institute, which is great. So what I've been doing, I've just spent an hour or two a day uh, online. There's a lot of these websites about God and different things, and they ask questions. So Quora now, I'm getting people, and they're saying, will you answer this, will you answer this? So I'm going down the list. But one of the questions a person had was, do all lawyers go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> and so my answer was to him, I says, contrary to popular belief, no, they don't go to hell. I said they all go to heaven. And I said once there, they get a they get a chance to figure out and correct some of the mistakes they may have made or the wrong choices they have made of being a lawyer, you know. So and then I got into, you know, giving information about the Newton Institute and so forth. So, you know, people have all kinds of questions and some of them are just silly, but uh, you know, they, everybody wants to know there's a thousand questions people ask about heaven. Um, so I'm starting to catalog those. I'd like to write a book sometime maybe 
and just catalog those. This was the question. This was the answer. You know, I see that book coming somewhere soon. <laughs> Because because no you you know you, that is that's the great mystery, uh, is what 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 really really happens on the other side. And I yeah. I can tell you there's a that I I get that uh, Diana and Regan and I and and Natasha we know what's going to happen. It's clear. It's based upon you know the work that you guys have done, the Newton Institute, how many how many cases you that he did and you guys have done that that. Uh, they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's it's not. It's not a. And, and and every medium that I've ever worked with says roughly the same thing, and it's all in line with what you guys have talked about. It's all about love and light. It is indeed. And the one thing that I that uh, I was going to ask, and I don't know whether or not it's, is that that even even when we talk about life and death here, life and death here is ultimately meaningless. Because we get still get to go to the same place, it's it's not a matter of of uh, death here and you and you go to a real bad place because you don't, uh, at least at least in my knowing. So I, in, in, any of you guys can talk about that if you want to. I I think depending upon, I there was a one life that I was in that I suicided, and um, so my belief structure at that point was there's something really wrong with me and I can't, I won't be accepted home. And so ultimately my guides and the people who love me dragged me and told me to get over myself and just go and clean up, you know, just go clean yourself up, let your soul heal from what happened in that life that caused you to feel this way, that caused you to do this. So you learn from the experience and move on. And, and it, it was really revealing to me how conditioning can put us in a place where we believe that we are not the soul beings that we are and that life moves us into that place and the situations and what we do in our life and all of the things that we can do that are evil or bad or good or whatever, that the soul then learns from that experience and moves on. And, and it is all about love. So the more that we are connected to that consciousness in a real way in our lives, in, in real time, the more we do that is connected. So the more my being is connected, the more my doing is connected. And that's what I've learned is that the less I do things that are really horrible, you know, I'm not out there shooting people on the street anymore. Oh, or ever. anymore <laughs> is, there, is there something you'd like to share no i i don't think i didn't do it in this life oh <laughs> but you well, have that. in a past life probably you know, yeah. we were, we're, and that's the thing is is like you know kevin i'm gonna you know it's like you use the word meaningless that there's meaning to everything we do there is defined meaning to everything we do and well, we that is the whole purpose of being here is to be here to be in purpose and and I can understand why you said that it's but it is that that knowing that you know and and that's what saddens me about people who decide to leave this planet because self choice you know that conflict in them at that moment is that you know there's this amazing thing that can happen in the next moment or the next day that can change their life 
to be something and it's just that perception you know but there's some that just can't handle it and i can i can through that and and because i've been a messenger for those people that they just couldn't handle the vibration of this planet it just hurt so bad now what i meant to say that i probably wasn't clear is our life is empty and meaningless until we decide what it's going to mean and how and what we're going to fill it up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that, that was my point. Yeah. No, and that is, it's kind of like, did I just hit a deer or do I find out what my life is like at that time, remembering back and seeing what a deer represents? Like right. one time we were driving down the road and we ran over the coyote, but it went under my tire and I really had to look at, oh, the jokester, oh, where am I being? You know, it's like I had to really look at what the meaning was for the for the coyote to do that. It saddened me. Oh, it saddened me. Just like when I hit the the owl, you know, but there was a purpose for these animals at that time. They decided for some reason to be my messenger. And I'm sorry they took their life for it, but you know, I'm grateful for the message. Because yeah. I didn't want it to go to waste. I didn't want their death to go to waste. As usual, this is a show that we could continue on for hours and hours and hours. But uh, Regan, if somebody wants to work with you, how do they get that done? Um, well, they can uh, contact me through the Newton Institute uh, uh, or through my website. Um, we have, uh, as Dinah will uh, say also, we have about 250 therapists around the world now uh, doing this work where we allow people or we assist people in getting to a deep state of relaxation or trance and which most people can do and they can expand their awareness to the other side, visit relatives that have passed on, ask all the questions they want. It's life changing for most people. And they come back and they realize they weren't a mistake. They're here for a reason. They have a mission to do and lessons to learn. So what we just try to do is just you know, like all of us on the show are doing is, is trying to wake people up to that there's more to themselves than they can ever imagine. And when you when you tap into that, life becomes beautiful, wonderful, challenging, yes, but livable. And 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 it, you know you can have a great life. You can reach me through visittheafterlife.com. I'm giving away a free book right now on um, the latest research and reincarnation. And uh, all you have to do is go to the content uh, contact page and ask for a free ebook, and I'll send it to you. So uh, more information on there. Well said, sir, Diana. I'm um, a hypnotherapist in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and my website is sfbayregressions.com. Um, you can also visit the Newton Institute website, which is newtoninstitute.org, and learn more about the Newton Institute, Newton Therapists. If you're interested in becoming a therapist, it teaches, there is information on how to train and become a hypnotherapist or a, a Newton therapist. And um, I'm always happy to talk to anybody who is on this journey to help help you figure out where your starting point is and what you'd like to do. And so please feel free to contact any one of us because we're all open to sharing information. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is our role. This is our mission is to be present and to help others um, see what we see and to know some of the things that we know. So, Natasha. You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. 
And I would love to help those who are looking for, why is this happening in my life? Where are we going to go from here? And, and that includes mediumship or it includes just my intuitive work that I do. And so with that, that I just, uh, you know, as we all for here being here, it's about making and helping life be a little bit more enlightenment. Angelicclarifications.com. That's the place. Go see her. You know, I was thinking about that, you guys, and and uh, I appreciate all three of you because this has become a very powerful hour that we do uh, once a week, and and uh, I think I think that we can have an impact. And if you would like your friends to to tune in, just send them here four o'clock every Monday, and you can learn about some really interesting things about life and death and life between lives and and even your totems which i never would have expected would have even showed up today but it did. i know <laughs> and and if you'd like please like and and or subscribe to the youtube page too if you are wanting more of this kind of thing exactly and uh you can always go to my independence report.com uh and learn more about me and what we do what i do yeah. <laughs> and go ahead Oh, Kevin has a lot of things on his on his page. Just uh, he's been amazing on who he's interviewed. It's it's been it's been a, quite a journey. It has been quite a journey. But I have to say that these three people hold up to anyone that I've ever interviewed in the last twenty years. So I want to thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. You guys is you guys is nothing short of amazing to me. So, <laughs> With that, have a great day, everybody. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.